Blog Talk Radio. for tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. We are two weeks into this new year of 2016, and I know already people are finding that those resolutions they made, well, they're not working 
because the pressure that we put on ourselves is so massive, we can't live up to the standards we made to meet our own goals. When we do that, we feel like our lives become chaotic to the point where we become sad or angry or depressed, totally stressed out, and it's only been two weeks, but that's okay. Stop what you are doing now. If you want to get your life back, we have the tools to do just that and to do it in only 12 weeks. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnected healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from so that you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energy awareness. We're waiting for the guest to call in, but let me do the introduction. And while we wait for her to call in from overseas, she's actually calling in from England, I believe. So there could be problems with the line. She is a stress management consultant, stress counselor, life coach, and therapist. Her name is Mary Heath. She has worked in mental health for almost 30 years, helping patients and clients to overcome their stress, anxiety, and depression. She embraces various therapies that include pranayama yoga, EFT, emotional freedom technique, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, and solution-focused therapy. She worked both on a one-to-one basis with clients, as well as providing courses, workshops, and seminars. And although she retired in 2010 from that particular phase of her work, she has devoted a lot of her time to writing and ultimately wrote her book, Get Your Life Back, which is our topic for discussion. And she also has a CD, Breathe and Relax. So I'm going to play one more song and see if we can find out where she is, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for being patient.
But giving back for what I 
not funny. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're still waiting for our guests to call in. Apparently, you know, I really never have issues with Mercury retrograde. It just doesn't bother me when that happens, but people are telling me, oh, it's Mercury retrograde and things aren't working right and something is going on with Skype. And I know there were problems on my end for the past mm, month, and we resolved all those issues during the course of the week from last week's show to this week's show. However, we are having an issue with her calling in on Skype from England for some reason. I do not know why. She evidently can hear the show, but she's not showing up in the queue at all, so I don't know what's going on. We're trying to resolve the issue. I will tell you a little bit about the book, though. Again, the name of the book is Get Your Life Back, A 12-Week Journey to Overcome Stress, Anxiety, and Depression. The book is really interesting because a lot of books that you read, you just go for the book and it kind of tells you what to do, but not really. You don't get a guide. You don't know what to do in the way of a process. It just throws information out there and leaves it to you to figure it out on your own, kind of a sink or swim type of thing. This book, however, really does go day by day. Week one, day one, what do you do? Week one, day two, what do you do? And it's 12 weeks of this so that you really can't go wrong when you're just reading a small portion of a book. And each of the days truly don't take all that long. They might be, oh, I think the maximum one might have been like five or six pages long with processes in each one, beginning with your week one, day one, stating that you take one day at a time. And that's the first thing. So if you realize that when you start to read the book and you say, okay, one day at a time, I can do that. Anybody can do that. So taking one day at a time and then reading what it is that you are supposed to discard in your life and what you need to, you know, what if, what if, what if, all that should fall apart. All of that should go away when you read this two and a quarter page day. And then you'll go into day two where, you know, you are as you breathe and it's to make sure that you keep your awareness and you actually breathe in and take those deep breaths because it's always okay to stop. People always think that they need to talk an awful lot instead of uh, allowing things to, to happen and take a step back when, in fact, they do not. I think the guest is here, so let me see if this is her. Hold on for one moment, please. Is this Mary? Yes, hello. Hi, it Mary. Is, How I... are you? I'm so sorry for your difficulties in getting into the show. Uh, Gail had emailed me and said that you were on the line, but you couldn't hear anything, and yet I could not see you in the queue at all. I'm so sorry for your difficulty. Oh, oh no problem. I, I'm sorry, too. I, I do hope that it uh, it gets better. <laughs> It, it will get better. It already is better. I started talking about your little uh, your book a little bit, but I, of course, did not do it justice. So I did your introduction, oh, sure you and everybody knows a bit about you. However, you know, uh, you, your book, Get Your Life Back, you'll do a much better job than I 
have thus far, a 12-week journey to overcome stress, anxiety, and depression is really a daily guide that offers solutions, real practical solutions for managing anxiety and and eliminating panic attacks, boosting self-esteem, promoting calmness, so that people can attain their goals and truly get their life back. So I guess my first question to you will be, what was the catalyst to you writing this book? Well, it was a number of things, actually. Um, I had worked uh, for several years in a psychiatric hospital, uh, working mainly with people who did suffer from stress, anxiety, and depression, and related disorders. And um, it soon became obvious that there were more and more people out there who weren't perhaps um, ill enough to be referred to the hospital. Um, And therefore, they weren't getting any help at all. And, um, you know, so many people uh, we hear almost every day, there are so many people all around the world with with stress problems. And um, because not everybody can attend a a course um, or, or, or classes in stress management, um, I thought it might be a good idea to put everything down uh, in a book uh, so that people could, could access the, the type of things that I was teaching my, my patients and my clients. Um, so that was one reason. And uh, <laughs> I, I think another reason was because I, I was uh, retiring and uh, I thought it was, you know, a pity in a way that I was um, not going to be able to uh, work with people and, and help people anymore. So I thought um, that the book might might be a good idea so that I could help a few more people. I think that the book is great because it is so, I was telling the listeners this before you came on, it is so different from the typical book out there that is, just reading, 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 but not really giving you the true process or the guidance to to figure it out and to tell you what to do step by step. I love yes. the fact that it is, you know, week one, day one, week one, day two, and it does this all the way through the 12 weeks so that people yes. can read one thing a day, and they're not long. They're not long at all. You just read that chapter, and you know what to do, and you get it. And quite frankly, if someone didn't get it, they could probably do day one five days in a row, and then go to day two if they're Absolutely. having difficulty. So yes, I like to think that, that people go at their own pace, uh, even you know missing out some days if necessary, or if they want to. Um, it's it's um, it's really um, focusing on the fact that people are all different. We're all unique individuals, and we we don't work the same way. We don't learn the same way. Some people learn very quickly, and others not not quite so quickly. So, yes, it's a a book um, in a way that is better than going to a course because you can go back over and do the same day again and again if, if you want to. Sure, and there are things that, as you said, resonate differently with different people. And, you know, if you look at this and, and you want to plow through it, if you will, and say, okay, I'm going to do it in three months, that's only one season. Really, at this mm-hmm. at this stage of the game, we're only two weeks into the first of the year. By spring, someone could actually be well on their way to having significant changes in their life simply by going through these steps. So. I found it to be a, a very helpful in that 
I can see some of my clients and patients going through this mm-hmm. book and, and just being able to realize stress reduction quickly. And I think that was the key in here is that you can do this quickly. It's not something that is going to take you forever to learn or process. Well, absolutely. And, and of course, there are also some uh, sections in the book that may not apply to everyone. So if mm-hmm. someone doesn't actually suffer, say, from panic attacks, that they can skip that and so maybe um, get through the book uh, uh, quicker than the, the 12-week program. Which is true. However, I think sometimes for somebody picking up this book, I know with some of my clients, I would say to them, this may not apply to you, but read it anyway and do it as a day thing because it's a preventive measure. I look at it that way. Mm. Do you agree with that? Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, do you agree with that? Oh, uh, yes, um, uh, definitely, um, because it, it, it is meant to be a preventative as well. And I think if, you know, for some people, uh, some perhaps uh, people who are more sensitive than others or or are more more prone to anxiety or depression, I think it is worth learning everything uh, because, you know, things can come up and grab you when you least expect it. And uh, therefore, if, if you do suddenly, for example, have your first panic attack, if you've learned what to do from the book, then you can quickly squash it and, and prevent it getting any worse, just, just like you say. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. I liked that part because I thought this is great for somebody to use as a preventive measure. When you mm. learn the tools, when something comes up, you go to your toolbox, and now you know mm-hmm. what you need to do. So that made a lot of sense to me. I, do, I am going to ask you this, though. Did you test this out before determining the time frame, or how did you come up with three months, 12 weeks? Uh, well, uh, quite a lengthy answer, but I, I started off, when I first trained in stress management, um, I was taught to take, uh, to do, uh, devise, uh, uh, and facilitate six-week courses, which I did. Um, but I soon found that um, it wasn't enough uh, for some people. And so I added on another two weeks where I could teach more skills and tools and techniques. And then um, I, I became a life coach, and, and I learned uh, quite a few other therapies. And I realized that you know, people who suffer with stress, anxiety, and depression very often also have um, lower self-esteem. They, they lack confidence. And they're not very good at organizing their life. They don't set goals. And so my courses eventually evolved into 12 weeks, and that worked out to be the very best. I, I found that the improvement rate uh, went um, sky high. It was, you know, everyone that attended my 12-week courses because I covered just about everything I could. Uh, they learned so much, and um, they got better um, quite easily uh, because they they didn't go home feeling that they they were lacking in something. So I um, I then always <laughs> did 12 week courses um, so that I could fit everything in, and uh, it proved to be very successful. And so that's why the book is a 12 week course. I mean, which is not that that long at all it really is not i mean people go to therapy for years 
you know, and they don't yeah. necessarily get the help that they need. Whereas if you, and I would suggest, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, whenever I am doing, well, I read a book for a week for the show and I read it just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't actually go through and do everything because I can't. And no. when I do, you know, pick up a book that I like and I think, okay, I'm going to do this process. I choose a specific time each day. I discipline myself that no good, matter good. what, and yeah. it may not be the the t- it may not be eight o'clock in the morning, but it will be before you do this. So if you sleep later yeah. or get up earlier, you know sometimes I'm yeah. up at four, sometimes I'm up at seven. If I get up at four before you eat your breakfast, you need to meditate. So you have to do a half hour meditation, which I do every day, and I make sure that's, oh, that's one of the first things I do. Wonderful. You know, so I I would suggest that to other people too. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a specific time, but it has mm-hmm. to be a a time that's devoted within your day and and I know you yes. understand what I mean yeah and you agree with that I do. as well and do you tell your yes I, I do exactly that exactly so I think oh well you know I, I must uh, meditate before I go out today or I must uh, write my lists before I make that phone call and <laughs> uh, just you know simple things like that really um, I always write my goals down the night before um, so that I'm not having to think about what I've got to do tomorrow when I'm trying to go to sleep. And then uh, it's um, it's there in the morning, and uh, I set about with my plan. And for me and for many others that I've worked with, um, it, it really helps to motivate them. It really helps them to uh, achieve their goals and get through their lists. It does, and it's funny. Uh, I used to teach time management classes. And in time management, people, you know, they're scattered. They can't put things together. They're, those are the people that you would get. And I would say to them, yeah. okay, the first thing you have to do is make a list. Just like you do, yeah. you make a list of what yeah. you need to accomplish for the day. And whether you do it the night before or not, but the first day you do it in the morning probably, and you make this list. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. as you do things, you cross them off the list. And you feel good and every time wonderful. you cross something off. You certainly do. <laughs> yes. And then if there's something left over, you push it into the next day and you mm-hmm. write down what you need for the next day. Now, people had a tough time starting to do that. And some people would say, oh, I don't care. And I'd say, okay, here, here's, some, here's a little trick. It's stupid, but do it. And I would mm-hmm. tell them, you know, I love purple. And I think purple and pink look pretty together. So when I'm doing flowers mm-hmm. or anything, I do purple with pink flowers. Yeah, and you pop a white. So my diary that I keep all my patients and clients in, I have a purple pen that I write what I need to do for the day in, and then I highlight uh-huh. it in pink, and the, and oh. the pages are white. That way, <laughs> it's pretty, yes, and I like <laughs> to do it. So people said, well, okay, I, I can see how it will work for that, but what about chores? And I said, okay, chores, let's take one chore. I do not particularly love doing laundry. Now, it's not something that you actually have to do anymore. Nobody's taking a washboard and going down to the lake and scrubbing clothes. <laughs> you throw it in the washer, you throw it in the dryer, and you have to fold it. But the folding part can be time-consuming. However, if you take that folding time and just allow your mind to be in the moment, it's a meditative state, and then when you go and put the the laundry away, whatever it is, in let's say the linen cabinet. My linen cabinet, people open up and they say, why is your linen cla- does your linen cla- cabinet shelves have all hamburg lace that's white with purple ribbon running through it? Because it's pretty and I don't mind putting things away and therefore it makes me happy. Oh, it's these little lucky. tricks, yeah. you know, but yeah. it helps people. 
And and I think if they get into like reading your book and coming up with their own ideas of how to make things better, just making a list will make it better because you feel so good when you cross the item off, and everybody does. Oh, absolutely. Me too. I I, I just love it. And then um, I I do it in, in a notebook where where the pages can be torn out. So I love. Um, not only crossing the things off the list, but taking the piece of paper and tearing it into pieces and throwing it away. <laughs> um, but I, I always, um, I, I teach people not only to make their list, but maybe to rewrite them um, the second time in um, order of priority. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, I mean, it, it, it is obvious to, to most people, but not to everyone. Um, I think a lot of people are very tempted to do uh, the trivial things first to get them out of the way. But if they do that and leave the important things till the last and then someone uh, comes in unexpectedly or the phone rings or something and you end up not doing that important or that urgent job, then you're going to feel bad and you'll get anxious and you may have to leave it till the next day. So uh, Mm -hmm. try is is so important uh, with stress management and time management, of course. Yes, and I'll agree with you to a point because sometimes people will say, well, I spent the whole day working on that project and got nothing done. Okay, well, why didn't you take a break once an hour to get off of your computer and do one of the little things and get that off your list and then go back? It does two Mm. things. It gives you a break, a fresh perspective, and you're accomplishing the big project, but you're also getting those other ones out of the way. And people would be like, oh, yeah, okay, because the key is to get you off of that computer and give you that fresh perspective, whether it's a computer-related mm. thing or you're writing or reading. You need that fresh perspective like once an hour, which is good for your posture as well, and get your blood flowing. Oh. Walk around. Take a little totally. walk. So, yeah, you know, so I love all the ideas that come from, you know, so many different people and, and, and hearing what can be done. I think... In the world that we live in, unfortunately, there are so many people walking around in a complete state of overwhelm. It is so Mm -hmm. hard for them to really get a grip on what they need to do first. And because of that, they don't start at all. So they become more stressed (laughs) and more overwhelmed. It's a vicious cycle. How do you get someone to actually start when they feel so very overwhelmed and, and their, their self-confidence, as you mentioned, is so down the tubes and they tell you mm. that they cannot put one more thing into their day, including mm. making a list. They, I just can't do it. What, what, mm. is it. what advice would you have for that particular person? Well, there's, there's such a lot, really, that, uh, that people can um, start to get motivated. I, I think, well, the first thing that comes to my mind um, is I, I get people to visualize or maybe take them into a, a relaxation and get them to visualize a day when everything is done, they've, they've made their list and they've crossed all the items off and um, they, they don't feel overwhelmed anymore, everything is done, uh, they're not procrastinating anymore, and I get them to uh, see themselves in that state and feel how they will feel when when everything is done, and um, maybe uh, imagine themselves um, uh, how how they look, uh, how they speak, how they relate to other people, and how much enjoyment it brings them. 
So when they get a handle on that, you know, how great it will be when it's all done, it, it motivates them a little bit. And um, and so then I, I would talk them through maybe um, tackling uh, some easy jobs first and getting them out of the way and crossing them out of the list. And, and then again, you know, thinking about how good it makes them feel. And... Um, you know, I had an interview a few days ago, and we spent about half an hour just on the important subject of taking breaks, <laughs> just as you were saying. It's mm-hmm. so important for us mentally, physically, emotionally, in every way. And so I I would uh, persuade someone that after they've done um, uh, one task or one chore or, or one job, um, even if it only takes them 10 minutes, but to sit down and center themselves and think about how good they feel. So just you know, relaxing into that and giving themselves a pat on the back and saying, hey, I've done that. I can do this I, and I can do more. And so that, that little break gives them a little bit more, more energy, a little bit more positive thinking, and they are uh, happier then to go on to the next one. So it can be a slow process, but they can get there. Well, and it's also a reward, sort of, you know, to do something mm. and then to say, oh, oh, that's accomplished, that feels good. And and when I'm working with people, I'll say to them, a good way to reward yourself that's truly good and will shift you so quickly is if you remember during the day that, wow, I got that done and I felt good, I'm so grateful. Mm. And at the end mm. of the day, maintain a gratitude journal and write down, I'm so grateful I got that task out of the way. It was hanging over my head. Now it's gone because when you cross off the list and then you take it out of the notebook and you either put it through a shredder or you burn it or you tear it up or you just Mm. crumple it up and throw it away, you're Mm. throwing away with it all of that anxiety that went with it. Mm. It goes away. And if if you allow yourself to do that, you're getting rid of more than just the task. You know, and I love the mm-hmm. way that you said you go through the visualization with people because mm-hmm. not only will that motivate them to do whatever it is they're visualizing, they will get mm-hmm. it done faster and in a better state of mind simply because yeah. they are visualizing it. Working well, with the absolutely. charm every time, right? <laughs> I, um, you know, e- even if it's something like just uh, clearing up your kitchen, making it clean and tidy, I get them to imagine what it will look like you know, when it's all done. And and even that, just for a moment, can be motivating as well. And I totally agree about the reward. And in fact, I'm sure somewhere in my book, I wrote a, a list of possible rewards that people could give themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just sitting down with a cup of tea. <laughs> yes, a cup of tea, have a cookie, you know, have yes. a piece of, uh, of shortbread, you know, yes. have something, you don't have to eat the whole box, mm. just have one. <laughs> You know, yeah. eat a jelly bean. Chocolate I don't care. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate does it for me too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the problem with chocolate is you can't have it without champagne. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea too. <laughs> yeah, pink champagne at that. I must say. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> There's a reward at the end of the day. But uh, you know, that's you're right. There's a reward. Tea. There's a tea. I think in I'll have to put it on my list. Yes, you should, yes. And don't tear that list up. 
via the tea that they, they make in the United States is called Sleepy Time Tea. I don't know if they carry it over in England. And it's a, no, a compilation of chamomile and cat mint and all these other things. And it yeah. it tastes good and it really does allow you to sleep. And at the yeah. end of a long day, I'll say, I'm making a cup of tea. And I'll sit in bed with my knitting, TV's on, I'm drinking the tea. As soon as the TV's off and I knit a little bit more, I, I put my head in the pillow and I'll be out like a light for a good seven hours. So oh, that great reward you yes. know um yes, and i couldn't agree something similar here yes yeah i'm sure yeah I, what the, it's uh, called. I don't need it <laughs> <laughs> i just like the taste of it it's so you know it's calming right. and i like that uh, I you know so that. i yes and i liked your idea about the clutter a lot of people will live in clutter and wonder why their mind is so cluttered and oh, if it's they amazing. realize once you get rid of the clutter that is around you, the overwhelm goes away and you are no longer cluttered in your mind. It's not oh, just clearing the clutter in the house. Mm. It really, really does help. I used to share an office with somebody who had a very, very untidy desk. And, of course, mine wasn't. <laughs> and I had a tidy mind and her mind was just all over the place. She couldn't find anything. She got stressed when things were dropping off the end of her desk. And I used to beg her to tidy it up, and um, and she didn't. And then she went off sick, and so I did it for her, making sure that she would be able to find things, and I told her where mm-hmm. they all were. And do you know, she she changed. You know, for about, um, about 10 days, uh, she seemed much more relaxed, and she kept saying, oh, I love my tidy desk. I love it. But, of course, it started to become untidy again and uh, had to work with her again. But it is surprising what a difference it makes. You know, have you ever tidied a drawer? Say, you know, you know the kitchen drawer that you keep all the little bits and pieces in? You tidy mm-hmm. it up and you, you get rid of all the things that you haven't used in about five years. And then when you've done it, um, do, you, do, you, do you go back to it and open it just to see how lovely it is? <laughs> Absolutely. And I have to say, I am, I am a complete neatnik. I mean, there's a place for everything and everything in its place. And, yeah. it's, you know, once, once a year I go through things. Like I, I was saying to my husband, I have to clean out that drawer in the pantry. And he went in and he goes, what's to clean out? And I said, there are a few things I need to get rid of. And he just looked at me like, you're crazy because there's not that much in there that needs to be cleaned out. But we're not using it, so get rid of it. You know, either uh, yeah. give it to somebody who can use it or throw it out. There's no mm-hmm. need to hang on to things. I have mm-hmm. difficulty when people will say, is there anything you can donate? I'll say, can I donate a check? Because really, I don't keep stuff. I, if it's broken <laughs> or trash, I throw it out mm-hmm. and get a new one. I don't hang on. So, you know, yeah, but I do understand, yeah, that there are people who do hang on to things. But the, if you start getting rid of the things you'll Mm. notice that within your own being, you're letting everything go that you're holding on to in your life, mentally, emotionally. Yes. It works. It works. I I, I totally agree. agree. I'm exactly like that. And and my husband, you know, he's the opposite, and it drives me crazy. But um, there's also a passage in my book about accepting people for for who they are. And so I have to try very hard to accept the fact that he's a hoarder and he doesn't throw anything away. <laughs> mm, I'm lucky. I married someone that's very much like me. So it's, you know, Good. and when people used to say, well, that's because nobody else would put up with either of you. <laughs> Whatever it is, it works, you know. It works from it that aspect. It must be lovely. 
Well, you know, yeah, because you don't have to worry about what's on the floor or anything. It's, mm. it's a very, you know, everything's neat and organized, and, and we both like that, so it works out well. Yeah. But I, when I go to people's homes and they'll say, oh, my house isn't clean like yours, like, I don't care. I don't really notice because I don't live there. It's none of my mm. business. It's not my bag, and I'm not going to take it on. So that's, that's the way right. you live. That's fine. You're comfortable, yeah. but I don't care. You know, And they're probably a lot more stressed than you are. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, people... Um, sometimes judge other people by the way that they live or what they have when it really were all yeah. unique and different. We'd make up this beautiful picture. If we didn't have all these different personalities and everything, how would the world be? Rather boring, I would say. Very boring. <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> very boring. <laughs> and we'd have nothing to do, would we? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> you know, we'd be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, you've had some patients and clients that all of them have benefited from the tools, the exercises, therapies that you suggest in your book. Are there any that, you know, the woman like whose who's desk that you helped her with and then you had to go back and help again, are there any that prominently stick out in your mind that you can share with us that was so overwhelmingly great that the person, wow, really took it and ran with it and did wonderful things? Um, well, there, there have been um, so many of them, really. Um, I, I have seen um, people um, even change so much that they actually look very different as well. You know, they might come into the clinic looking like they had the world on their shoulders, and, you know, a few weeks later they were going home practically clicking their heels and dancing. So, so that, that was very common. But um, there are one or two that, that uh, stick in my mind. Um, um, the, the one that you just mentioned, was that the lady with agoraphobia? I'm not sure which one you were referring to. Oh, the desk, when you cleaned up her desk. Oh, sorry. That, yes, I'm, I was trying to think of what was in the book, yes. She was a colleague, um, so that's why I didn't realize. And I didn't hear you say desk. I didn't hear you say oh, clean up her desk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, th- there was a lady who um, was so unwell. Uh, she suffered um, panic attacks very badly, um, very low self-esteem, and she couldn't go out of the house. She suffered with agoraphobia. And so mm. I, um, I had to go visit her at home, and sh- she was literally shaking. And... Um, the first thing I did was, you know, just chat to her and I told her that I would work at her pace and she didn't have to do anything that, you know, she didn't want to do. Um, But I started with some very simple relaxation exercises and then we went on to um, all the breathing exercises that are in the book, um, specifically the ones for um, anxiety and panic attack and phobias. So I got her to learn those in the first um, two or three weeks. And um, then we worked out a, a plan, a desensitization plan. And we, um, she agreed on every step. There were seven steps. And the first step was just standing at her door with her door open. And she had a panic attack even doing that. But with the breath control mm-hmm. exercises that she'd learned... I prompted her to to do that exercise, and she did it, and uh, her anxiety calmed down, and she was fine. So we worked through the steps, you know, go, going down to the the uh, to the road, and then um, around the corner, and then a little bit further, and round the block, and so on. 
and it took about um, 12 weeks. <laughs> it took about 12 weeks. And she was able to go out on her own, not very far at first, but she, she did. And um, uh, then she started to go a little bit further with her husband, and then um, she was able to go um, into some small shops and then into a large supermarket. And um, I was only I saw her about once every three weeks by this time, and we'd work on what her next goal was. And all the time I was teaching her different techniques. So to, to get to the end of the story. Uh, before long, she actually went on holiday and attended her cousin's wedding. And that was simply by learning uh, the, um, you know, the, the, the therapies and the skills that are in my book. Nothing That's else. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were quite a few people uh, like that. I worked with a lot of people that were agoraphobic. I think I, I think people got to know the doctors and the uh, other therapists got to know that I was able to help people this way, and so all the referrals came to me. Um, th- there was another. This is a shorter story, but there was another man who was the uh, chief executive of a very large company, and he had uh, total breakdown. And he was in a very, very bad way. He was hospitalized. And um, he, I saw him on his own twice, and then he attended my stress management course. And at the end of the course, now, and that was, it, that was um, only an eight-week course for some reason. I, I think I was going on holiday, so I did it in eight weeks. <laughs> at, at the end of the eight weeks, he said um, that uh, his doctor was going to discharge him and he was going to go back to work. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. Well done. And he said, well, I'm going back to work to uh, give in my resignation and clear my desk. And I said, oh, do you feel that you have to give up work? And he said, no, I don't have to give up work. In fact, I feel better than I've ever felt before, but I've decided I don't want any more of that stress. And... um, A few weeks later, uh, he gave me a call, actually, and said he was driving a local bus to take um, senior citizens to the shops. It was, you know, one of these special buses, (laughs) and he Mm -hmm. loved it. And um, he was so happy. And again, it was just from learning um, these tools and techniques, um, relaxation, breath control exercises, and, uh, and so on. Um, well, you I, also I have you also have a CD, Breathe and Relax. Tell us about that. Right. The, um, th- there are 12 breathing exercises in the book. I know I keep mentioning them, but they are very, very powerful. They're very unique. They're not found in any other book. And um, whilst I explain them fully in the book, um, they are easier to learn from the CD because I'm actually talking you through it. So they're right. all on the CD. And then there is um, a relaxation, um, which lasts about uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes on, on there as well. Um, and, and in fact, I'm just in the process of, uh, of recording uh, a second CD to go with the book. Uh, there'll be three more of the relaxations found in Get Your Life Back on this, on this new CD, so that will be out shortly. 
that's great. It, you know, you can do this in the book, but it is easier when you are actually doing the meditation because listening yeah. rather than reading means you can pay Absolutely. attention to your meditation instead of, you yeah. know, internalizing what you're reading. That's That makes it a little bit difficult. So kudos to you for uh, coming up with that and, and making sure that you'll get a couple more CDs out. That's really terrific. I, I think that's a great <laughs> thing. I wondered about that as I was going through the book. I thought, I wish there was a CD for all of these things. <laughs> yes. Seeing, I mean, I do suggest yeah. um, in the book that um, that people um, get someone to, if they can, get someone to, to read the meditations and the, the relaxations out to them. Or maybe they can record it themselves. You know, these days they can even make recordings on, on their phones, can't they? So. Yeah, um, sometimes. Yes, but, I thought but, that too. I thought oh, you could you could actually record this, and it's easier. And yeah. I have done that. I've liked to see uh, when I've liked a meditation. I have a friend who has a very good soothing voice, and I've said to her, "Here, you record it, and you know, send me the tape." And and yeah. she uses old tapes and then I have to go find a machine to play it in because nobody has <laughs> you know like okay I gotta I figure this out now <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have it easy but it's impossible to do that really so you know oh my goodness I can't believe we're almost out of time Mary but before we go would you please tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and where they may purchase your book get your life back and your CD breathe and relax um, yes, of course. Um, they, the easiest thing is to look at my website, which is maryheath.co.uk. So no spaces, obviously, maryheath.co.uk. And so they can learn about me and my book and um, and uh, all the different conditions that, that it helps and... Um, they can they can buy the book from Amazon or major bookstores or from the publisher Fintorn Press, um, both the book and the CD, obviously. And um, well, that's about it, really. <laughs> it's a great book, and people, I have to tell you, if you know, we're only two weeks into the year, only two weeks into the first part yeah. of this year, so. You know, get the book and by spring, a little bit later than spring, but definitely before summer, you could see huge changes. The discipline is in just reading, you know, one and a half to three pages a day and following through. And it's not that hard if you really, and sometimes it's easier if you get a buddy to do it with you. If you have somebody that you're accountable to who's also following along, that may make it easier. So get two books and have somebody join in who would be willing to do this and and you can do it together it makes it easier many many times so uh wonderful book mary i cannot thank you enough for taking time to join us here at energy awareness radio i know it's probably about midnight over in england (laughs) is that correct about (laughs) yes just about midnight i would ask if you would um please just wait on the line and i'll put you back into the green room i'd like to talk to you for a minute once i exit (laughs) off the show is that okay Yes, that that'll be great. Thank you, and thank you thank so, you so much, much for having me. Oh, it's been a, short, a sheer pleasure. Thank you. So, listeners, you. we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so that we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. 
On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my Quartz Crystal Singing Bowl healing concerts and labyrinth walks. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. Stop the light.